What's up, what's up? This is the Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> they talk about emerging media, e-games, blockchain, cannabis, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. I guess we're doing the intro again. All right. Inside. The calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. A whole lot of riddles and middles, man. Shit. <laughs> Listen to the last episode where three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. All right. We're, we're, let's now. Listen to B-Sides. Is it B-Sides? All right. Yeah, let's just do it. Whatever. Like, like, I came right there. like I came right there. That's how we should do it. We should just cut it right there. No. This is the B sides. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Cool. I don't know what I Hey, man. So, <laughs> hey, so one third of you, uh, Anthony, is safe for now. So, we, we should mention this, man. Your boy Trump, man of his word. Man my, of his my, word, my, my baby. Boy. Your, boy. Your boy Trump. All right. Yep. The wall uh, is up. Uh, the wall uh, is up, man. <laughs> Mega country, you got your wish. <laughs> he promised you a wall. It was supposed to be on the southern border, paid for by Mexico. Instead, it's around the White House, paid for by us. Your thing, yours truly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Compromise, baby. I don't know if we take the L, W, what are we taking there? <laughs> Shit. So, so wrong. So wrong. Oh, man. All right, cool. I mean, but, you know, that's, that's a part of the conversation because that's one of the things that's spurring the market, right? You know, it's yeah. a lot of uncertainty going on. Uh, a lot of people out of, out of work. I think the unemployment number that just dropped today was an additional one. Uh, 1.6 million people who filed for unemployment. You know, after we had a surprising number last week, a 2.5 million gain, this week was a, you know, additional 1.6 million. So, you know, make America great again. I guess this is what it looked like, huh? I just got to keep it great now, baby. It's already great. Three years in. Whoa. And what are, and what are we seeing now? You're seeing the spikes, the COVID 19. Oh, thing. hell yeah. Spikes it's going to happen. Arizona, Texas. Yep. They're like, they're, and, and there are people that are like, we don't know if we can handle this. So, mm. Air and the gov- you know, we knew that. Up. We knew that. And the dip in today's market wasn't necessarily the dip. We got another dip coming. It's just not this one. That's, like, that's not the dip. That's so not the up again. So today's dip, it was a 6.9% uh, decline in the market uh, where we saw, you know, pretty much a consecutive run where we had, I think we had seven straight days of gains. And, you know, over the last two or three days this week, we saw declines. And, uh, but today was a big hit. You know, it was, I think yeah. 1,900 points. Uh, all the speculative, speculative um, stock trading, you know, those companies that pretty much were into us. Exactly. Maker's market is getting to us. All those companies who, who went, who were uh, <laughs> trading at an all time high that were, you know, in bankruptcy like Hertz. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> still, <laughs> you know, the people, in, it's pretty much the Robin Hood traders. So, you Hells know, yeah. Jack so let's, let's talk about that, you know. Let's talk about that and how the market is, is going and pretty much been propped you up. You want to say a couple of words right now because once I start, you know, <laughs> it's up to you. It's up to you. I'll get in. <laughs> no, we, um, we, we can get in there. Go ahead and kick it off because I. So here's the thing, right? So this is the first time a Goldman Sachs put out a report. What's that? What's that? You're like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys want to speak? I got this. All right. So Goldman Sachs, right? They came out with a report and this is the first time I've ever seen one of these third party platforms in there in a long time. They're like, by every metric, retail trading is the highest since 2000. Retail trading means people like us three, most people, if you're not, this is not an investment fund, any, nothing outside of the 401ks, investment funds, mutual funds, outside of that. Regular cats buying them through Robinhood, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade type of shit like that, right? So, um, and Robinhood, 
head of black and brown founder, by the way, one of them, um, had, was acknowledged in this Goldman Sachs report. And it's just funny because every stock has tripled in the last since the beginning of the year. Look at the charts. It's bullshit. Hertz, you mentioned, is higher now than it was pre-bankruptcy. That makes perfect sense. Yep. We're going out of business, business, but our stock is going to go up. But you know what it is? It's these Robin Hood traders. Just like you said, Clyde, because look, man, there's a bunch of kids, and it's mostly going to be kids. I'm not going to be sitting there trying to buy uh, a fraction of a fraction of, you know, McDonald's. I don't give a shit. (laughs) But I'm saying there's a lot of cats doing that, and that's fine. And I think there's some adults that are – ruining it for younger because millennial investors they've never seen they've only seen a bull market most of them yeah. right yeah. they've yeah. only you know and and so they think hey you just press a couple of buttons this shit just keeps going on up this is great <laughs> you know <laughs> right. and, and that's cool as long as you know when to get out and sometimes that gap that fall down is so quick that you're going to miss out like this is 1900 this is 1900 points today it wasn't even low enough for me to want to buy back in the market i, I was like oh, that's not low enough i can see <laughs> apple and them going still lower Maybe yeah. not right now. They'll probably go back up first, and then they're going to come way down, and I'm, yep. then I'm going to get back in. Yeah, so one of, one of the things I was recommending is, you know, everyone with 401K, switch your your weighting from uh, equities to bonds for right now. Uh, I'm, not, no. I'm not I'm not a professional, but, you know, the the equities are going to take a deep dive over the next four to three to six, three to six weeks. And if you could just get some of that uh, upside and put it back in the equities later on, that, that's just like one of those small tips I like to think about. So here's the thing about what Thule's talking about, you know, because Thule's like Thule's biggest pet peeves are 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 division fund and uh, and and and, and Robin. <laughs> that, that's not entirely true, but yeah, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Green, Green Bay Packers. Packer. That's true. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> well, I, I pose the questions like, yeah, so you got a lot of, but you have a lot more retail investors coming in here buying. You know, some people are buying some dumb shit, right? <laughs> but is it is it is it is it are they throwing the market off or are they just finally there's more people have access to the market now? You know what it is? There's cats who, okay, so sports, everyone's at home, got time off. It's gambling to them, right? As soon as sports are back July 31st and then NFL, I guarantee a lot of those cats, and a lot of them are younger, right? Skewing that millennial age, probably a little older, some of them, who aren't used to the market. They got in the market and they got some time. Once that sports comes back, they're going to move, those dollars are going to move from there to there. To draft <laughs> DraftKings. So I was thinking about it. DraftKings might name. We hey, we can't recommend it, but hey, you should look into it. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, people, I know. People, so I, I I now have to your point. I now have friends on my Facebook timeline talk about what they bought and sold. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And you know, they're not talking. And I don't know how much they're buying. And, you know, I, I don't. I, yeah, it's not my. I, and I don't even. And you know, like oh. if, when it comes down like online conversations. You know, you gotta you gotta pick and choose your battles that you want to engage in. Yeah. And, I, and I was just like, you know what? This isn't my time to engage. I, I don't. Care. I'm a, you so gotta send them a link to the podcast. Just like, yo, you got a five little Stevie Wonder here, man. <laughs> they saw me shaking my head back here. They saw me shaking my head. All right, let me tell you something. So I had, I'm not, I'm not gonna put this person on blast. I probably will, but let's see. Let's hope not. All right. So I remember cryptocurrency. So this is the same history is just repeating itself, right? 1999, right? 2002, 2003, 2007 mortgages, 2017 crypto market, 2018, 2017 crypto market. It was great. It was funny. I didn't get into it, any of it. People got, made a killing. A lot of them didn't. And a lot of them lost it because they didn't know when to get out because they aren't true investors. So I know a guy, hey, I think this one guy, he's not He's not, not an investor, not in some other industry. I can't remember. He was telling me, he was like, yeah, my buddy, man, he, he's got like 400X this year. In 2017, he's telling me this shit. I'm like, okay, what's he investing in? Cryptocurrency. I'm like, oh, dude. I said, just be careful. I said, because there's, it's not pegged to anything, right? Yeah. Which is the beauty of it, eventually. 
But right now, there's so many players in the boat. And then, so he was, every time I saw him, hey, man, look at my crypto's going up, bro. And, right? and then he's talking shit to me every time. He's like, what's your what's your portfolio? I'm like, not where yours at, apparently. And then, and then 2018 happened, all right? And I'm still talking. That dude shut the hell up, all right? Because it fell off and he's got no money. He used to, every time, he's like, yeah, man, I put in 3000 It's up to 10000 It's up to 18000 Now it's probably like less than that. He didn't take any profits, huh? Nope. <laughs> Beyond, I bought a Bitcoin, not a whole Bitcoin. I bought a quarter back in uh in your Robin Hood days. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got a fraction. <laughs> 2014. Oh, you were early. You bought it for like a dollar, huh? Yeah. Two hundred dollars, right? It was two. It was two hundred dollars. So like one Bitcoin was six hundred dollars at that point. I so and I bought it on the app, right? And when all the craze happened, people were like, oh yeah, you know, you know, you you gotta, you know. Yeah, Bitcoins and shit. And I was like, I did buy something and I had to find the app. I totally forgot my login. <laughs> I like, I didn't know how to get access to it. It took me a year to find it. <laughs> and, and I just saw that I have it. I, you know, missed the whole wave. But you uh, got in, man. That's great. You got in early. So I'm squinting right now, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, Anthony told us his racial background. I'm thinking he might be the Winklevoss brothers because I'm squinting. <laughs> <laughs> <I> can't tell. <laughs> more, I only did it was because I had to moderate a legal, like a, a, a legal yeah. company. And and they were talking about cryptocurrency and how they were going. It was a financial services conference, and they were how to, how are they going to work with this space? This is back in 2014, mm. and I you know in in my research, I decided to buy a portion of a Bitcoin. Yeah, that's the only- still up significantly, even though like you'd missed oh, that. Yeah. Big. No, it's like nine thousand now, right? Nine thousand yeah. is what is that? No idea. All time high, it was like eighteen, maybe twenty thousand. Yeah. Uh, but you're still up. You can you can you can you know, buy a nice bottle of whiskey. <laughs> if you can find it, so you know what? I want to buy a Pappy. I want to get Pappy. If we can get Pappy uh, one day, we're not we're not doing we're not drinking this. I'm not drinking this on 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 remote. We're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna sit there and we're gonna have a damn good time if I can find a bottle. So you know, we we all watch CNBC, Bloomberg. So I'm gonna say CNBC is partially to blame here. We all know that they kind of water they hype up a lot of things, and I watch them. I'll admit, yeah. I, I keep yeah. it on the back. On Bloomberg, I watch for the real stuff, and then CNBC when I don't want to pay attention. I just keep it on the back just like a fan tap. Now, it's not a bad thing because I think the Fast Money Group on there and Five O'clock Hour, they're dope. Jim Cramer, he's, it's just like my kids screaming at me. I don't need that. He's smart. He's way better than <laughs> I. Hey, he's a lot of his shit loses, but all the time. David Portnoy, founder of Barstool Sports, man. Yep. Even having him on as a guest, I'm like, what are you guys doing? You know, his audience is like the. 18 to 25 year olds and he's out there talking all kinds of oh i'm down i'm up i'm up a mill he's like this but you have a couple mil your listeners don't he's got like 20 mil he's got like 30 mil something like that but his listeners don't if they follow his trading patterns it's gonna wipe them out yeah well, that's, that's the problem i have with cnbc at times like i like cnbc because you get you do get that they do talk a little bit more individually about companies right bloomberg will talk markets and yeah and they'll talk about different funds and stuff like that. But you will never get somebody on 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 Bloomberg that, that goes, I'm buying X company and I'm buying, I'm putting a million in. Like no one does that on Bloomberg. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes CNBC just is like, yo, fuck it, let's get reckless. <laughs> and on, on the flip side of it, man, this is how reckless is getting. So millennial investors are now, they're buying a lot of options and they're buying call options, which means they think the market is going to go even higher from here. Right, so they can execute. It is, it's it's going to go higher. No, it's going to go higher, but they don't know when to get out. That's the problem. A lot yeah. of, them. I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying a lot of them, and they're going to lose their shirt. Gonna like a cliff, it's going to be like a cliff one day. So, so thinking about you know where the market's been, it's it, you know we I think the date was like March 23rd. 
was the date where it was pretty much the all time low. D day. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty much D day. Bill Ackman came on and he was like, the house is on fire, but I'm also buying at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but since, but, but since on CNBC, of course. Um, but you know, you know, look at a lot of the companies that have made great growth and a lot of these Robin Hood traders are seeing, you know, a week, a month, they're 200, 300, 400% gains. Yeah. You know, you got companies that are like, um, Nicola. Uh, which is a e e trucking company. You got uh, Carnival Cruise, which was a cruise that was shut down during coronavirus. Yeah. They don't have a customer for not this month or three months later. <laughs> but you know their their stocks are up eighty eighty percent at the time. The airline industry, which is down ninety five percent for travel, their stocks yeah. were up from that point of uh, March twenty third, probably like eighty ninety percent, if not uh, if not more. So, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these stocks are just going through the roof and everything is built on sand. Um, you know, I, I laugh because, you know, you got companies who are, you know, proven models. They're selling stuff like GM and Ford. Yeah. And they're based and they're a fraction of what companies are like, like Nikola. Um, they're, they're 20 billion as of like today, which is more than like Ford. Yeah, Ford. Been around, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And like, like four lifts. You know the company lift. You know, lift yeah. The, so yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. You know, so one. Let's take a south for a second. Unfortunately, man. So like these zero percent <laughs> interest rates. So uh, federal pow, sorry, Fed Chair Powell, he came out and said, "Hey, the other yesterday, I think two days ago, yes, saying yes, basically yes, we're we're going to keep rates around zero. He goes, "We're not even thinking about thinking about lowering or raising rates." Man, you should. So here's the thing: companies right now are not even giving guidance. They're nope. pulled back from it. He shouldn't be saying something. Like, so there's flip sides to it, right? You can read this, see this both ways. We're kind of going down the road of Japan in a sense. So hmm. this is leading to what did we talk about last episode? Wealth inequality. Yeah. This is going to broaden that have and have nots because people who have better credit companies and people get to borrow cheaply right now. Amazon needs no money from anybody, but they just borrowed 10 bill, right? Cause they can get it cheap. And two, <laughs> thing, and two things, and two things to that point, uh, one mortgage rate is it below three percent for the first time ever, um, and then also um, Amazon has become a bank to lending to their um, I forget what it's called like their wholesalers. Oh, yep, yep, their, their marketplace sellers. So they're going to be lending money and giving revolving credit. So this is amazing because I think it's a combination of Goldman Sachs and Amazon coming together to lend to their 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 sellers, and you pretty much you know. These small businesses, if they need some help, Amazon's going to give them some help, give them that interest, and they're going to keep the ball rolling. So money is cheap, and Amazon's taking advantage of it. We should do an episode on this someday because Africa, Asia, these are hot markets for this Uber, Amazon's of the world to do this kind of thing. Because banking, you get the little clips of fees. That adds up to millions and billions over time. Mm -hmm. People are cash transaction, and they're easy to move to mobile, right? It's easier for them to than for Americans. We have, we're used to cards, so majority of America hasn't moved to mobile payments yet. Well, and that's, and that's something, you know, to, to, to there's like, there's a whole bunch of startups coming out now. Um, black founders also that there's one called uh cheese. What is it? Tapway where you're just like helping out the underbank. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was a term. <laughs> and so I think we might've yeah. talked about it in another episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. About, and about really helping people get um, access to banks. Like so there's a, there, there are levels of people who trust banks. Just because of the fees, et cetera, that you have access to your capital, your cash, whatever, people don't trust it. So 
there are now companies coming out for who are focused on those underserved communities. And then we look at countries in Africa, you know, that's where cryptocurrency comes in. When you don't have a stable government that helps set a kind of monetary policy, you start running into this issue. China's coming in there too. You know that, right? So I'm hoping America beats them too, because then that's just, we're just handing over the hand. Handing over the baton, baby. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, yeah. So uh, oh, let's, like, let's not let's not get into that part. That's a whole. That, that becomes a that becomes a a, a, a international policy conversation. Exactly. But like you know, we got this market V curve in a sense, and I see you have to keep the credit market float so then people get comfortable. So the Fed rates, whatever they're doing, keeps the credit markets healthy, quote unquote. And then companies stay well, but you need you need some of these interest rates to rise at some point. Let's see, let's see what happens, man. I know class pulling the hook, baby. <laughs> I, 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 they well, whatever the government does, because the Powell and these guys did a great Mnuchin actually did a great. They did not great job. I'm not say great. They did a job where help pushing money out to companies, mostly corporations, not a lot to small businesses. Businesses where they're going to run into the issue, and we, who knows, is you know helping individuals and small businesses pay rent to actually stay open right and or and have people have cash in their pockets to actually spend money right and you mean that twelve hundred dollars uh, stimulus check isn't holding you over uh, no. <laughs> no, that bank. Not, not with the not, not hanging with you guys man you know it, it, it's like it's like that it's like that kevin hart uh stand up where he was like you know hanging out with athletes you gotta you gotta you gotta know your financial limits okay <laughs> i mean you want to be in the big boy club right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging out at the club when i want to buy a bottle of great goose that costs like eight hundred eight thousand dollars i can't hang yeah. with y'all <laughs> let's see man because this market's gonna fall off I mean, it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go up from here. Might tomorrow, you know, it's Friday, gonna go up. Oh, tomorrow's gonna go. Uh, here, up. Let's see. Tomorrow, I can't call tomorrow. It's Friday tomorrow. So here's what. You, here's the standard thing. It used to be sell in May and go away, right? That was the whole banker thing. 10, 20 years. It's been running around in the market. It's a funny thing to people say, and it's true because there's less volume in the summer generally, vacations, yep. school, whatever. And then August is a dead month, and that's when they usually do, re- do the books, the accounting. And then Saturday picks up, and then September fall just picks up. People just they want to start trading. So that's why you can see stock markets not at all associated with the economy. The economy's gonna flow. It's gonna be shitty when it hits the road. You'll have opportunities to buy in cheaper than today. Let me just put it that way. Boom. Yep. Wink, wink. And speaking of speaking of markets, I'll end on this, I'll end this on this note. Um, one of your favorites, uh, okay. Elon Musk. I love that cat. And, he, he, um, he tweeted after Tesla t- uh, Tesla reached an all time high. Pretty much, lol. <laughs> <laughs> he was even saying he was saying two hundred dollars ago it shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be this expensive at nine hundred right. or eight hundred. People right. it, it was at one thousand twenty. I got rid of some shares because I know it's gonna. Here's the thing. I know it's gonna go higher than that because people are stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not people are stupid. I think just investors they just blow it up and then it gets whatever. It's gonna come down again. I'll get back in a little bit, but I have yeah. you know, whatever. You know, take some I profits, man. Market. Take some profits. Yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Whiskey Hue. Uh, thanks for listening to this bonus episode, the B side. B sides, as Anthony put it. Uh, check us out on all platforms. Check us out on the website, thewhiskeyhue.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, you name it. We're across all platforms. We everywhere. Um, we, we everywhere. Rate us. Give us five stars. And uh, thanks for listening.